2: Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. You know, I had Rex Grossman when I was a rookie, and Rex had played in the Super Bowl and won a lot of playoff games and started a lot of games in in the NFL and um, was in year 10, so it was great to be able to learn from him, and he was a big part of my early development as a football player, and I really, you know, took every word that he said to heart because I felt like he had been there, he had done that, he knew what it should look like, and I hung on his every word, so, um, you know, I've, I've been there and, and um, want to certainly be that same resource whenever possible.
1: There he is, boys, Mr. Game-Winning Drive, the fourth-quarter pharaoh, the dagger doctor, the secondary slayer himself, in the flesh at Vikings OTAs,
3: Kirk. A disciple of Rex Grossman. I think we just answered a bunch of questions. <laughs> oh, yeah, no kidding. Oh come, on. that's a cheat. I think shot. we just answered a lot. No, no. You know what? <laughs> Life shot. is about understanding. It's about listening and processing what we learn. I think we just learned some things. A uh, disciple? Do, do we know? Do we know that I he was a disciple Spurgeon of Rex Grossman? Wynn. No, I followed Spurgeon <laughs> Wynn everywhere. No, I followed Christian Ponder to the ends of the earth to learn how to be a quarterback. It explains
1: a lot, right, that he is a disciple of what, Rex Grossman. What he's I've, had to overcome so much more oh than just God. his draft pick oh status. I feel like now that I know he, he's a disciple of Rex Grossman, I've been way too hard on him. Exactly. I mean, look at all That's the things he's say,
3: overcome. This man, my God! by the time Rex was done, <laughs> Kirk should have been like a ninth round draft pick, and that round doesn't even exist. He took him from so, uh,
1: anyway well, this is Purple Daily, and uh, I mean, listen, who are I don't even know who we're disciples. I guess we're disciples of Collar, because Collar was uh, the main host of the show, so that's why we're smarter. We've just been uh, riding his coattails. But this is Purple Daily, presented by TCL. Enjoy more of what you love with TCL. And um, boys, today is a great day, because Kirk Cousins spoke to the media, as you saw yesterday, and uh, and he's very rarely... Like he he says a lot without saying a lot. Usually yes. like he's sort of the corporate quarterback. Yeah, you know, he just he understands how to fill space with words without really saying anything overly controversial or interesting. It's the modern day corporate quarterback. But he pulled the curtain back yesterday in a very interesting way, a very self reflective way. Declan's going to fire up a couple of clips here. This is Kirk in a very uh, introspective way explaining the main thing he's done this offseason?
2: I wanted to go back and just really study it, create cut-ups, kind of build up some volume that I could pull from as we go forward. I um, regret that I hadn't done it earlier in my career, but I, I did you know, get the, the film set up at my house to basically have access to all of that uh, so that all offseason, even if I'm not in the facility, I would have access to tape. And um, I do think it's been a really valuable resource to have, and I'm kicking myself that I didn't do it sooner in my career.
1: Let's fire the let's fire the next one, too. Uh,
2: I heard Tom Brady when that TV show came out that was called The Brady Six, where it talked about the people that were drafted ahead of him and followed their journeys. And Tom, at one point in the long uh, documentary that was very interesting, he was quoted as saying, I, I watched myself on film, and to this day I still don't feel like I'm that good. And uh, I, I really felt that sentiment when he said it. I was in college, but I, 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 I understood what he meant. And now going back and watching my career, I would echo that same sentiment that – I watch myself in 12 and 13 and 14 and think, "Man, I'm I'm such a better quarterback now. I can't believe that the coaches didn't just cut me when I did that, I made that mistake. I can't believe they were so patient with me."
1: So I think I I know it's probably different for each quarterback, but I think a lot of guys like you get better by watching yourself on tape. Like that's what athletes are forced to do every week, especially in football. You all sit in a room and you break down your performance. I think that's probably cringing for a lot of athletes um, to do that any more than they have to, but it's probably a helpful exercise. So Kirk Cousins admitting, yeah, I went back and watched basically every game and every snap of my career as a starting quarterback to this point, and uh, and I sort of picked up that notion from that Tom Brady documentary. So what did you guys think of Kirk Cousins and his uh, summer mission or spring mission to watch every snap?
3: I was actually very surprised that at some point in time Way, way before because he started for a long time now. Going back to his days in Washington, I was surprised that he hadn't done this before. Like I, I would think that as a quarterback, you would be almost um, obligated at the end of every year to watch the previous season back, if not more, uh, to try to get ideas of things that, that you personally can, and especially Kirk, like you could journal to improve on, right? Like write a bunch of stuff down or put it on your laptop. I don't know. I, I'm just surprised. he see He's so... Anal, that I would have thought that he would have done this like every year and like watched himself and thought, what can I do? And and actually, to a certain degree, to a detriment, right? W- where he would have overthought it. So the fact that he hadn't done this exercise surprised me. I, it, it do you would guys have ever go? Do you guys ever
1: go back about. and li- listen to old episodes of Judd's Hockey Show just to just to get uh, better?
3: Declan does. I, I do.
0: I, I I honestly do. <laughs> oh, though. you do? No, I, I legitimately do. Um, I I legitimately go back and listen to things. I, I think it's uh, especially like in broadcasting, like a lot of people. I, I cannot stand when people say who are prospective students or, or you're getting the broadcast, like, oh, I hate the sound of my voice. Then you better pick a new career because you're literally using your voice. For your career, so how are you going to improve if you don't go back and listen to what you're saying and what you're
1: doing? Are you saying that you love the sound of your voice? No, That's, I you don't love. You, like you go, the sound of my go voice. to sleep at night with you. <laughs> I mean, you go
3: back and listen to those shows and say, "God am God, I'm good. good? No, God I'm yeah, good." Yeah, good. Yeah, great point, slug. Declan. God, great God, great take. point. Just ding. what a take. He's the, got another, like a bell throw, where he's like ding. ding. Throws another
0: seltzer into the trash can. Ding. Just another great take. Got it. Just another great take. Victor Rask again. Just absolutely hammered him home. Look,
3: I know that that we're supposed to go on <laughs> our first date, but I was thinking instead, why don't we put on Judd's Hockey Show and listen to my cutoffs offs oh,
0: I don't do that. That would be a disaster. No, I don't That's do
3: what that. Declan says.
1: No, no. no. You okay, never. You never when, when she gets in the passenger seat, you never accidentally Jesus, have no. an episode cranked of <laughs> Mackie no. and Judd, or a no. couple seltzer. It wouldn't be in. Mackie no. and
3: Judd. It would be Judd's hockey show <laughs> yeah. with Declan with breaking Declan. down Victor. Ars. Yes, exactly.
1: That's what's gonna. That's what I've been
0: doing wrong this whole time. Apparently, yeah. So, so
3: it's
1: well, awesome. uh, well, Judd has immediately once Kirk Cousins said that yesterday. Judd sends us a note and says, "Listen, I've got takes on what I think Kirk Cousins should have learned watching himself on well, film the last few years. Yeah. So we would love to hear those. So we the, would love to hear those. so.
3: The question is, it, since this is the first time in his time. As a starter, which I believe dates back to 2015, correct? I I think his first year starting was 2014 or 15. 15, 16, 17. Yes, six years as a starter, yeah. So Mm -hmm. the question then to me was, and he's not probably going to delve into this himself that much, but the question becomes, okay, that's great, great exercise, great idea to go back and watch all of your starts, but Kirk, what did you learn? Like what did you learn? Because if the takeaway was as de- as Dex's is, God am I great! I am a talented quarterback. Look at that! I used to suck, but now I am great. <laughs> well, then it's not very productive. So I've got five jumping off points. Okay, wow. Is for th- this is this a pecking order for things? Not really. No, be, because it's not. It, it's just five. It's just five points. They could be. They you know the first point could be point four. So it's five things, but it's not an order. It's just are these are these five points
1: of emphasis?
3: There are five things that occurred to me among something that I would like him to be things I'd like him to be more self aware about in a lot of cases to learn from. Because, okay. like, if you go back and watch yourself, and you're like, "Man, that was a look at that throw! Oh my God, that's a great throw!" Then it doesn't really help you, right? Okay. All
1: right. Let's. Uh, I I think this warrants a little uh, some appropriate music here. Football. And we'll give you the floor. Okay. All right. Five things that Kirk hopefully
3: picked up on as he watched film of himself, and courtesy of Judd Zilgat. I'll state each point, and then if you guys want to cut in at that point as well, feel free to. So it doesn't let's have gl- to be me doing five consecutively, sure. okay?
1: And let's give Declan like an open floor so that he can capture the clips of his takes, and then you know listen back I, I to do them later time too. the later. I
3: put timestamps. I'll shut stuff, my mic so off.
0: Hold
1: on, we're at
3: so when Declan <laughs> starts to talk, nine thirty. Yep, good to go. When okay. when Dex cuts in, you'll get this from me. Just straight just silence. Just say, <laughs> Mike off. Sure. Lot of nodding. We need the clean takes. Okay. Clean takes for Dex. All right. Yep. So goal number one of what did Kirk's summer vacation study program teach him? <laughs> the goal is not perfection. The goal is not perfection. I often think that Kirk is trying to be perfect. Uh, and make the perfect play, or make the perfect read, or do the perfect thing. And in my opinion, especially in professional sports, attempting to avoid mistakes through per, uh, through perfection is actually detrimental. So, so you know, in Kirk's mind, it's hold the ball until I have the receiver, hold the ball until I see this, hold the ball. Well, that's when the ball gets stripped, right? So, goal one for Kirk should be to realize perfection is the enemy of actual success
1: see i'm a little worried because one of the things he said when he's thinking about he's reflecting back on his first three years in the nfl when he when he was sort of a you know part-time starter and he said man i I can't believe the coaches didn't cut me for some of the mistakes that i made and so i worry that he's looking back at six years of film (laughs) and he's looking at mistakes and thinking boy i just i need to and he does need to cut some of the mistakes in big moments against the Falcons, right? But if you're too paralyzed by making a mistake or the idea of making a mistake, how are you going to perform loosey-goosey in the peak moments, right? Like, on the other side of that coin is Brett Favre, who is just, like, proud of throwing interceptions, right? He really didn't care at all if he threw a game-changing interception until the very la- I mean, the, the one he threw uh, at the end of the NFC Championship game in 2009— that affected him. But for the most part he was just like yeah. on to the next. Who cares? Yep. And it helped him win a Super Bowl early in his career, but it also derailed some chances to win Super Bowls later on. So yeah. I'm gonna back out for for Declan here. Okay.
0: Oh, I, I was I was just gonna say I I like what Kirk's doing here. You have you have to recognize that you have to, you can only get better by looking at what you've been able to do. So I, I think he's doing the right thing and if he wants to go back to his starts in Washington. Okay, go ahead and do it. But also I would be more focused on what have you done recently with the Vikings and with with your with your offensive line that's mostly held you back, but where can you improve and also not crutch to the offensive line collapsing, can you rise up and overcome those circumstances? So yes, I think he's doing the right thing going back to watching all the film. And the, the Kirk study summer study program, I think is a, is a great great moniker here. I like this.
3: What I learned. Like what I learned. What I learned in in, in summer, summer school with Kirk Cousins great, great. and Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> Solid. Solid All right. There. All right. Number two on what did Kirk learn or what do we hope Kirk learned? You know what, Kirk? It's okay to take chances. When you have your arm, which is a very good arm, like you're a, you've are you got the big boy arm here. This is not a problem with, oh, man, the uh, Teddy Bridge w- water arm strength conversation. This is not, a, not involving Kirk. When you have Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson, who are dynamic receivers – You have to trust them, correct? And you have to trust yourself. So this sort of ties into point one. You don't need perfection. What you need is to put the ball with your arm strength in the vicinity of a guy like a Jefferson. And you know what? Odds are good. He's going to catch it. Now, it might be picked. But if it's picked on a, wait for it, nine route. That's right, kids. A deep route.
1: Football. Wow, look at you right yeah. now. Look Lafayette at you. Ball. He's going for it. He's going for it right
3: orange. That could be tantamount to basically a punt, right? But if it's caught, it's a huge play. So I hope Kirk has learned, too, in watching his checkdowns, quite frankly, in watching his checkdowns, in watching the safe passes that went, you know, on third and 12, that went for seven or eight yards. I hope Kirk has learned that he has the ability. Darn it. He's strong enough, his arms good enough, and people do like him, I think, <laughs> that he can take chances. Yeah. And you know all
1: this talk about being paralyzed by perfection, it might be a problem with Kirk Cousins. It's not a problem with PXG because they make damn near the perfect golf club, okay? It's in fact the Gen 4 clubs are basically the best performing clubs they've ever made, and that's a high bar already. And so whether you're just looking to shave a few strokes off your game, whether you're looking to just look better as a golfer who maybe shoots a high score, like Declan and I, mostly? Right? Hey, we might fire a 110 on oh, you, nine, yeah. But, yeah. Good. but we're going to look good. G, you look good? Yeah. Yep. Okay. PXG Minneapolis in Southdale Center. You can find out more at pxg.com slash Minneapolis.
3: Football. So take chances, Kirk. Take chances, deep passes. You're good enough to do it. Number three on what did Kirk learn in his summer adventures of study? He didn't go to Europe. No, no, no. He didn't even probably leave the United States. Oh, no, no. He might not even be vaccinated. We don't know. He oh wouldn't. He he didn't say yes or no, but what he did do was he studied. Uh, number three, he actually did this a bit last year, and I, I think the potential is here, and I'm not calling for this at all consistently, okay? But I think the film, especially from 2020, showed this. Kirk, you can extend rollouts, which you're good at, into scrambles, instead of sometimes making a hurried bad pass that's going to fall short that's not going to get you much there are opportunities when you are rolling out there was one game in particular at US Bank Stadium where he did this last year and i forget the opponent um but he did it like twice or three times where where there was room to run and he took it and he's not fast but he's not terrible and he got some yards so i am not i am in no way saying that this is a, a great idea consistently But you know what, Phil Mackey, if I'm Kirk Cousins and I'm studying tape and I I see that, and sometimes I see the throws that I make, which are low percentage, not great throws because guys are covered, Uh, I think there's opportunities here to gain some yards with your feet at times, and he showed that. Uh, Crazy Legs Cousins, as I like
1: to call him, averaged 4.9 yards per carry last year, which is two yards more than his career average. So when he ran, he gained more yards last year. Uh, The two games that you might be talking about, there was a game, well, at Tampa, he actually had 41 yards on five rushes, and then the next week, which was a home loss to Chicago, he had three carries for 25 yards. That might be it. Um, He also, in, in that win against Carolina, he had three carries for 19, and then week one, a loss against Green Bay, had four carries for 34, so... I wouldn't call him Walter Payton quite yet, or Michael Vick. Or Lamar Jackson. I'm not saying that. I'm saying no.
3: the film shows. I prefer
0: Cordell uh, Cordell Cousins. I prefer Cordell Cousins. Slash, Cordell Stewart.
1: slash Cousins.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cordell <laughs> Stewart slash Cousins.
3: The fourth thing has to be split out wide sometimes and see what Mike Zimmer says. <laughs> I think I prefer just having better
1: interior offensive linemen, so he doesn't have to feel the need to. I'm just try to I'm, outrun ferocious look, edge it's, rushers. Look, it's
3: a summer of film study. He watched every game. What did Kirk learn? Here's the fourth thing, and you I have like saved. That? You like that? For Kirk McKirkerson, I have saved the best for last. Uh, okay, it's Kirky McKirker. Well, whatever it is, Get whatever it, right. it puts is, him a, I've put some aspreck on that nickname. Yeah. I've saved the best for last. Watch the film. The fourth thing that I hope Kirk has learned. And everybody, including uh, the head coach, Zim, has hopes that Kirk has learned. Protecting the football is priority one, okay? So if you're in the pocket and things start to collapse and you are thinking to yourself, I got to make the perfect play still. Darn it, Kirk, the pressure's on you. Your teammates, the entire stadium, U.S. Bank Stadium is counting on you to make the play. So you hang in there, Kirk, and you make the, and boom, you're hit. And now the ball is out. And now it's recovered by the opponent. Or it's not, but you've lost 15 yards, okay? Protecting the ball above all, above all. So that this means in the first six games, you can't throw 10 picks too. Protecting the ball is priority one. and And just to explain quickly here, this doesn't mean you can't take chances, right? But this also means that at times you have to be more aware of the situation and your limitations. And this is what I hope Kirk really learned. The limitations of Kirk, and one of the no one of those things is he's not good with blindside pressure. Some guys are, some guys aren't. He's not. That to me is why protecting the ball is fourth on this list.
1: Yeah, he had a combination of fumbles and interceptions, twenty-two last year. He had thirteen. Now, of those thirteen picks, I want to say eleven came in the first six weeks. He led the it was entire 11. league in I interceptions. In the, yes. Yeah um and he and he so he has 28 fumbles in his three years as viking starting quarterback his career high was 13 his last year with washington and he's brought it down to 9 10 and 9 in terms of fumbles and you know you might say well, yeah but fumbles lost you know there hasn't been that much damage done but you can't really control that right once the ball's on the ground it's all right ideally you keep it off the ground so yeah that's definitely a thing with him he just He doesn't seem to, and and you can even look to like pro football focus track self-induced pressures and Tom Brady, who is the statue of all statuesque pocket passers, he's in his mid-40s and can't outrun a phone book. And uh, Tom Brady only had like, I want to say six or seven self-induced pressures where he either didn't, you know, he Mm -hmm. held out of the ball too long or he, you know, walked his way into a sack. Kirk had, I want to say Kirk had like 25 27 self-induced pressures last year. Mm-hmm. So um, whether it's not sensing pressure, that's somebody else's fault, or whether it's just getting rid of the ball or uh, or just not moving into pressure and seeing ghosts, those are things that I would definitely recommend he take a second look at on film going back the last few years. So is, is that it? No, you I one got more? one more.
3: No, I got one oh, wow. more that's going to lead to an actual like longer that. discussion. Like I yeah. saved the be- the absolute best for the last point. Because Kirk brought this up. This was the one really, so in talking about his study, this is the one revealing thing that he acknowledged. And it surprised me, but it answered questions too. The headline for this is, Kirk, you need to have learned that it's your job to adapt. And here's what I mean by that. So Kirk talked about that he... Realized or has and like if this is coming now, it's late. But you know what? I mean, if, if he if he caught on to this, good for him. Uh, he talked about the fact that he realized his first or second year here. I think it was his first year here. That um, that the way that Pierre Garcon ran a route, or the way or the way that Deshaun Jackson did was not the way that Thielan necessarily would go about his business. And Kirk was used to what he was used to from different guys. And it sounds like he was sort of a one-size-fits-all. Well, if the receiver runs around this way, that's how he should run the route. And I, I almost guarantee you now, this explains the kerfuffle between Thielen and Cousins in the Chicago game at the end of the 2018 season. Because if you recall, that, that whole thing on the bench was him trying to show show Thielen how to run the route or how it should yeah. have been run. And, and you can clearly see that he's saying... No, this is not how I run the damn route. So this is a very intriguing one because this is late in life to learn this. But in my opinion, it's the quarterback's job to adapt. The receivers, the backs are going to do their thing. And that doesn't mean that the receivers can run the wrong routes. But if they run them slightly different, which in this league is a big deal, it's on guys like Cousins to adjust their, to adjust what they're doing to fit the Jeffersons, the Thelans. And so I think that this was the most interesting and revealing thing that Kirk delved down into because it is imperative that the quarterback be the one to say, okay, you do this, he did that, cool, we'll work with that.
1: I understand where Kirk is coming from too because – Pretty much all of the big plays that are going to come you know, through the arm of Kirk Cousins are going to be very much like within rhythm, boom, take the snap, bang, bang, You know, ball is out. It's not going to be a broken down play where he's flush from the pocket like Russell Wilson does five times a week. Lamar Jackson, Pat Mahomes, look at Pat Mahomes just running for his life, keeping a play alive, boom, he finds a wide receiver 40 yards down the field, right, after the route concept has already ended, and now it's just find an open spot on the field. Right. You don't see a lot of plays like that with the Vikings offense because Kirk isn't that type of quarterback. So one of the the low-key, probably hardest things for him is figuring out timing of the route, do I have protection, and then what's the nuanced thing that Thielen or Jefferson might do based on where a safety is or a linebacker, You know, might he might he curve a route a little bit higher, right, than is scripted? And how do you figure that out on the fly if you're dropping back and you're trying to get everything out within two and a half seconds? So Mm -hmm. I just went super deep dive football football there, but I actually I empathize with Kirk because he's trying to tell Thielen, I'm sure, and I'm sure they've had a million conversations like this, dude, like everything has to be within rhythm and right. sort of where i expect it to be or it'll end in a train wreck and Thielen's like well things aren't perfect all the time but that's right Some, sometimes a defender forces me to break a route off 2 yards early or curve it around or whatever it looks like right right
3: so. but but it it's kirk's job as the quarterback to at least know the tendencies of his top guys so like if you say well deshaun jackson's tendency was this if i'm jefferson i'm like i don't care My tendency is this, and I'm really, really good. It's completely different if you're Cordero, and you are running the wrong damn route. And, you, you know, you're supposed to be eight yards, and you're nine yards. That's a problem. But I thought that that was the most revealing part, and that ties back to one, which is the goal is not perfection here. The goal is points. The P that you want is point.
0: Oh my gosh, who lives in that cabin? What's wrong with their lake shore? Look at all those weeds. Ugh, that is the worst cabin on the lake.
2: Don't be such a busybody. Excuse me? They must not know about Aquaside. Is that what we use? Yep. Just
1: one application of AquaCide each spring keeps our lakeshore weed free. Shh. Don't be that cabin
3: this summer on your lake. Eliminate lake weeds this summer with Aquaside pellets. I should tell them about Aquaside.
0: oh now who's the busybody?
3: Call 1 800 328 9350 or go to Aquaside.com. Good stuff there. Judd Wow.
1: Five things that hopefully Kirk has been focused on. Judd, if you want uh, a timestamp between
0: 9.30 and 25 25 minutes is uh, where you want to go back and listen to what you just did and break it down and, 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 and Well, no, I was, where's your, yourself. where's your time? Well, mine stamp? was, uh, because when 12, you in, uh, uh, 1330.
3: Okay. Okay. 1330. Cause I'm going to go back to what <laughs> yeah. you did Yeah, sure. and well, I'm yeah. going to go to school on you. Okay. Because, <laughs> because, be Kirk, because no, like, Kirk, I heard like did some say, other
0: outside criticism. Yeah, no, no, no,
3: no, no. Not to criticize you to well, learn from myself. Kirk said he went back and looked at other quarterbacks as well. Okay. It was a big film study for yeah. Kirk. Set inside a lot of did he, did
1: he say which other quarterbacks he went back and looked no, at? No, he did not. I mean, maybe Brady. I mean, everyone should look at Brady. Yeah, he did not. But the thing about Brady is it's yes, Brady, just when you're watching him play quarterback and throw the ball, like there's a lot to learn. But I feel like the things that Kirk needs to learn from Brady are more about leadership and mentality yeah. and just like intangible, unquantifiable things that just aren't going to show up in a QBR or a pro football focus rating necessarily. You know Tom Brady from Tuesday through Saturday, and how he's communicating with his offensive line behind the scenes, and watching film, and looking for nuances or adjusting protections at the line of scrimmage. Right, like those are the things that he is brilliant at, especially twenty plus years in the league.
3: Kirk put in some good old Rex Grossman tape. Oh my god. This is what not to
1: do.
3: Sexy Rexy. That's what he did. He's like my guy, Rex Grossman, my mentor. Hey, Rex, it's Kirk. What's up, man? Rex is probably like you, SOB. How would you get paid so much?
1: Well, if I'm Kirk and I'm watching Rex Grossman film, uh, that sounds a little risky from a career standpoint. If Kirk is a business, he's probably going to want some risk management if he's watching Rex Grossman film. So uh, I would recommend Federated. I don't know if Federated would help Kirk with that particular issue, but they can help your business with a lot of different things. And think about this. Like, as we get into summer here, and it's been very swassy in the Twin Cities, um, severe weather season is upon us. Elect- I mean, there was just a ridiculous uh, rainstorm yesterday at Target Field. Yeah, I was there electrical, for it. Uh, Electrical outages can interrupt yep. your business by disrupting vital computer, machinery, phone, security, and even refrigeration systems. So. Federated has great resources to help you plan for weather emergencies. Just go to federatedinsurance.com and check out the Risk Management Corner. And remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours.
3: The tarp blew across. I don't think I have seen this before. The tarp blew basically back across the infield like halfway. And like a guy almost got caught in the tarp. That's That's dangerous job. That's when you need insurance. That's when the grounds crew, you need insurance from Federated. That's what you want. People get trampled, man. People get stuck underneath those things. I know, and you can suffocate. It's ugly. Not good. That's Mm -hmm. not good at all. Mm -mm.
1: Yeah, the twins brought Randy Dobnak to a Garrett Cole fight yesterday, too, which seems pretty common when the twins play the
3: Yankees. My advice is don't go back and watch watch that film, film, Dobber. There's nothing you can learn. (laughs) I'm going to come away with nothing that I hope you learn. Go watch Garrett Cole from watching Loud Contact from uh, from uh, Giancarlo Stanton and Aaron Judge. Uh, Hey, uh, because
1: you were part of the Zoom calls all afternoon yesterday with Vikings players, how was Bashad Breland?
3: He's great. He's a lot of fun. Seems like a lot of fun. Um, Now, now, of course, if he gets beat three times in a game or something, he might not be as much fun. Uh, But he's going to compete for a starting job. I am not going to be surprised if if he beats out Danczler to start at least the season. This is a guy who is wired and and I'm talking mentally here, okay? So I'm not saying that I have like gone back and watched his tape. I have no idea. But as far as what you want mentally from a corner, he's great. Like he's he's a talker. I guarantee he'll talk trash. He's yeah. super confident, but he's not but he doesn't come off like a bad guy, he's just confident. Yeah. Uh borders on cocky for sure. But I think, he is, I think he is a guy who definitely was told, Bashad, you're going to get every opportunity to start, which means he's you sure. got Bashad, Pat P, and my guess is McKenzie in the slot because Bashad made it pretty clear that the plan is for him to play outside, not inside. He can play there, but I think he's going to be outside.
1: Also, the more I think about this, I mean, yeah, Cam Dantzler looked really good for a rookie, especially for there was like a five- or six-week stretch when he came back from injury at one point in like, Late October, November kind of time period, but he is a third round pick, yep. and there's I mean, there, there's a reason why he wasn't a first round pick. He's not he's not a Jalen Ramsey, you know, just lockdown blue chip player. So um, having him take a back seat for even a year, and, and he'll still get snaps. Like there's going to be injuries. There's going to be times where they're going to need an extra cornerback on the field or rotate guys or whatever. Uh-huh. But I like it. I like. I just. If someone goes down, you can't have these Chris Jones dudes out there olaying, you know, literally diving out of the way of tackles and stuff like you can't have that. So, yeah, I think Bashad Breeland starts unless he's just a total disaster in the preseason. This is his
3: job, man. Yeah, no and I, I just I love cornerbacks who are at least cocky. Like it's just more fun. That's a position you have to be cocky because you're going you're going to get beat. And if you're like, oh man, I got beat all my, my, my days ruined.
1: I, see, I just I like actually you feel like
3: Wouldn't
1: you rather just be humble? Like you're getting beat all the time. Well, gonna, if even suck, in a good game, you're going to give up fifty yards. To if somebody.
3: you suck, but I mean, you can't just like be like, well, I got beat again, and that's too bad. No, I want confidence. I want cockiness. You you know who I love? You loved? can be confident you know without being loved?
0: cocky. Yeah, look at me.
3: Shut up. You know who I loved, and and he was an inside guy, and he was certainly not God's gift to the position, but I loved how he was wired. Benny Captain Sapp. Captain Munnerlyn? Benny oh. Sapp. Well, him too, Benny yeah. Benny Sapp? Benny Sapp was great. Benny Sapp was fantastic. Benny you know the Sapp? Because he would, he would talk constantly. He was, you know what, on that 2000, what was it, the nine team, he was a backup. He played pretty well at times. I loved him, though. He was fun to cover. I want a guy who's well, fun he, to cover, too.
1: Okay, well there well those are two different things. There's guys who are fun because they have fun personalities, and then there's and then there's Benny Sapp, who just had completely unwarranted levels of cockiness for his level of skill. Yeah. I'm saying maybe if Benny was a little bit less insecure and over projecting yep. with cockiness. Nah, I loved him. Maybe he could have been more self reflective like Kirk and looked at some of the photos oh, a better players. Wait, wait, wait.
3: If we're gonna break down football players, those positions are totally different. A quarterback has to oversee things. A cornerback has to be confident that he can get the damn job done, and there's only one job, and that's to make himself. Re- receivers and corners to me, same guys. I, want, how some does, blind I want some to swagger. How does
1: blind cockiness help you at any position in I- sports? Because you've got to be
3: self-assured that you're damn good because you're going to well, get there can, beat. no
1: self-assuredness and blind over the top. Unwarranted well, cockiness are two totally different things. If right? you that totally
3: was... suck. But Benny Sapp in the true. year that the Vikings went to the <laughs> went true. to the conference title game played pretty damn well. He played pretty well. Yeah. If you can't shut a guy down to save your your life, then you're just going to be cut. And you I mean, like Chris Jones last year, right? Chris Jones or Chris Boyd couldn't be like, I'm really good. Because you'd be like, no, you're really not good. But if you're going to be halfway decent at corner, I want a guy. I want a guy who's got a self-assuredness that he knows that life is not going to be perfect, but he can back it up. He can back up by saying, back it up by saying, "I'm going out there and I'm going to shut this guy down." And you know what? If he's wrong, he's wrong. Yeah, that's fair. But quarterbacks, that's you need point. to be like if you're a cocky quarterback, sir, it's a little bit different because I think then guys don't like you. I need more Judd's thoughts on life and personality. Yeah, oh, I'll give you position-by-position position thoughts. I'll give you in sports, I got a lot of thoughts. I got a lot of thoughts about what I like. Who's who's a quarterback that's overly cocky
1: and doesn't match up with his actual level of skill?
3: You know, your guy actually is like this, and I don't know where his career is going. And Philip t- Rivers? No, 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 no. I loved him. No, because he was his own sort of weird Like he was his own. No, the guy I was going to say who has a very good chance to not have it match up might be Baker Mayfield. That's who I was about to say. That's a great one. Baker Mayfield has a lot, but he's sort of an ass too. You you don't need to be an ass to be cocky. Here's
1: the here's the psychological, the amateur psychological evaluation of Baker Mayfield. He isn't as good as he was in college for different reasons. He's not like his athleticism doesn't translate as well. His size, he's just not. He's not a very big dude. He doesn't have any like outstanding skill sets or traits compared to some of the other dudes. And instead of just being humble and accepting that and having a quiet confidence, he's insecure about it. Yes. So he over projects this cocky demeanor and chirps at reporters and he's just got a chip on his shoulder. Right. So, and and ultimately I think that's going to prevent him from being a really, really good, like top 10 quarterback, yeah. that, that and- gap and that insecurity.
3: If Baker Mayfield was a receiver or a cornerback, I could accept him more. But the problem is he's, he is the, the face of the Browns in lots of ways. And yet to your point, Phil, he's constantly insecure and he's sniping about things in the press. And it's just like, dude, this is really petty stuff for your position. But if you play receiver, it wouldn't surprise me one bit, not one bit, but, but there's a difference between in, in quarterbacks. There's a difference between cocky guys who are asses. And flake and sort of flaky cocky, your guy Rivers was flaky because he was a weird dude. But I loved him. Flaky, flaky, yeah. I guess he talked constantly, but he wouldn't swear. He trash talked without swearing. He he brought his own little sort of brand.
1: Yeah, like he never dropped an F bomb.
3: When I think flaky, okay, weird.
1: Okay,
3: I'll amend it. I'll, yeah. But I mean, when you talk trash constantly and never swear. You're an odd duck, which I which I respect. Or you're just like
1: he, I think he's just super religious, right? So he's he doesn't want right, to say a word.
3: Right, but wouldn't you ordinarily then not be trash talking as much? Like if you weren't gonna swear, like if I'm not gonna swear at you, I'm not probably gonna trash talk.
1: Does Tim Duncan swear? I don't think Tim Duncan swore. But he didn't talk, play, right? No,
3: right? well, he would talk on the court.
1: Okay, I do. He's more much of a quiet talked. introverted guy off the court. Yeah. Yeah. I mean he would constantly glare at officials and things. I don't think you But I mean
3: Farr brought his own swagger, right? Kirk doesn't swear. Kirk doesn't swear. No, that's not. Yeah, I wish Kirk would swear. See what that. Fit, would you like Kirk more if he swore? I would like Kirk more if his personality was such that he swore and that he didn't look for perfection all the time, and that he realized that there's going to be faults in life, and that and that removing or putting a rock in some godforsaken thing <laughs> every day is not going to help. And look, I I am anal too, okay? Like I've got weird rituals as well, but they don't really help me. They don't really help me. But Let's nobody do a cares. Order right now.
1: Judd's top five weird rituals
3: football. No, no, well, I told on you about these things before where I like we'll touch stuff twice for no you know, just because it's supposed to be good luck and it's just weird. But those things don't help me. Putting a rock in do something on. doesn't help. Grilling meat Four question Friday. Grilling Thank meat you. with nothing on it doesn't help Kirk. Like it's weird.
1: We need, we need one show a week of just Judd's thoughts on life and human psychology. This has been...
3: If you turn Kirk, if Kirk loosened up, if Kirk could loosen the tie, I think Kirk would be a better player because it would allow him more freedom of thinking.
1: I really like the uh, 5 o'clock shadow look at OTAs for Kirk. I think it's showing that there's there's a little bit of an edgier Kirk here. A I little love, bit of a loosey-goosey loosey, love here see the, here the kirk horizon, I'm, I'm with you on this. Here, yeah, yeah. The fourth quarter pharaoh. The secondary slayer. Kirky McClutcherton. All right, those uh, those are Judd's thoughts on what Kirk should have learned looking back at all of the film of his career. And you can find us every day here, Daily Vikings Entertainment, in podcast form, YouTube, Purple Daily YouTube. Click that subscribe button, and we'll see you guys tomorrow.